T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Who else watched 75 straight hours of sports this weekend? (laughs) I don't even remember Thanksgiving. I barely remember the games. We'll get to them. I barely remember the, the meal. We've just been inundated with so much sports. It's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. It got a little, I got to admit, there's certain, the late window on Thanksgiving. That one's always tough. <laughs> yes, that one I had to go back and rewatch the second yeah, half. The, the yeah, the Vikings Pats. I was in a trip to Fed coma, going <laughs> in and out. I'm like, is Kirk Cousins good, or am I in some kind of weird turkey? On it? <laughs> yes, it's, it's the pumpkin pie talking. Uh, okay, but with everything that we saw throughout the weekend, and we're going to hit a lot of it today, and we want you to be a part of the conversation at eight five five two one two four CBS. I think what we saw last kind of sticks with us the most, Perloff, which was Aaron Rodgers exiting the game last night against your Philadelphia Eagles and Jordan Love coming into the game, going 6-for-9, 113 yards with a touchdown. Yes, it was in a loss, but Jordan Love looks like he can play in this league. So where does that leave the Packers? This is everything they've wanted, right? You traded up to get Jordan Love. Didn't anticipate Rodgers was going to win back-to-back MVPs. Now he's got a hurt oblique. Maybe it's a crack ribs. We're not sure. And Jordan Love comes in and looks like he could be the guy. By the way, let's not forget there was kind of a drop touchdown by Randall Cobb. Should have been, could have been two touchdowns. Also, everyone says the word oblique like they know what it is or what part of the body it is. I assume <laughs> it's some sort of abdomen. Yeah. Uh, even the, the announcers were like, oh, yeah, he's got a strained oblique. So it's it's over for Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Over. They should move on to Jordan Love tomorrow. You saw the same guy. Like, it's the exact same thing that happened with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And it's unbelievable. We doubted the Packers front office. I'm more you, Maggie. I have to say, you said they didn't know what they were doing. So what did they do? They draft... A quarterback who's going to be a Pro Bowler eight times as Jordan Love. <laughs> okay, easy and, now. <laughs> and they get the best receiver in this draft in the second round. Christian Watson is so fast. Yep. I can't believe it. It's, it's like the Packers knew what they were doing all along. They have one problem. They're stuck with this giant contract with Aaron Rodgers. Well, then they didn't know what they were doing all along because they got right. sucked in by the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers back-to-back MVPs, and now they're married to the guy until next year. I mean, we can talk about like all the gymnastics it would take to get rid of that, to get out from that contract. Bottom line, it would be Aaron Rodgers saying, I'm okay with being traded. And wouldn't the full like Rodgers, Favre thing all come full circle if somehow they trade him to the Jets. Maybe that's a conversation for another day. I love it. But, okay, so 
Wait, when you, you say remember, that Aaron Rodgers is done, do you yeah. mean he's not going to start another game this season or he will not be the starting quarterback no, in 2020? I think he starts this week, but I don't think he should. I think the Packers should move on right now. They should put in Jordan Love with that freebie of a game against the Bears defense, which checked out is basically making golf times. They're yeah. not even trying at all. So that'd be a great first game for Jordan Love. Similar to your argument last week that the Jets should have played Zach Wilson because it would have built his confidence because the Bears have no interest in playing football right now, yeah. especially the defense. So... Get Jordan Love in there, and he's going to kill it and start building confidence. What's the point of putting Aaron Rodgers back? I know technically, mathematically, there's a chance. There's nothing to gain from this except to further hurt Aaron Rodgers and to further confuse the future. And then I would seriously consider trading him post-June 1. Wow. So here's Aaron Rodgers. Let's listen, because here's what he had to say about him holding on to the starting job. As long as we're mathematically alive, I'd like to be out there. Foxhole Aaron right there. As long as we're mathematically alive for the playoffs, I want to be out there. When we're eliminated, forget all you guys. I'd rather sit on the bench and protect my protect my obliques. Um, your scenario is great, but there's no way to avoid the confusion, right? Because if you play Jordan Love at any point, whether you're mathematically eliminated or not, you've already set that into motion. Then you trade Aaron Rodgers post-June 1. A, is the franchise really willing to move on? really willing to yep. move on because they guaranteed him a ton of money for next year to be their starting quarterback. Or is it the other way? Do you trade Jordan Love well, after you showcase them? Remember we had former Packer great Leroy Butler and now Hall of Famer on? Yep. And he didn't even hesitate. He said, you are going to exercise a fifth-year option on Jordan Love and you're going to pay for that guy to stick around. That, I think, is the perfect scenario. Not perfect, but I think that's what they do. I think they probably end up keeping Rodgers because of the money. And then pay for love. I know that's crazy oh to put $70 goodness. million dollars in your quarterback position. Do one more year of Rodgers and then just bring it on. Because you're, you're talking about a decade of football here. And then maybe get love on the cheap on a longer-term deal. I don't think he can sign $40 million a year if he hasn't played yet. Have you seen this league? <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray's getting paid $40 million a year. I just saw my eyeballs last night. And Jordan Love just looks so smooth throwing the ball and moving around. And it seems like he's learned from Aaron Rodgers. It's also history. You would have never thought that they would move on from Brett Favre. I mean, that that is the original yeah. guy in Green Bay. I know. And that was like moving on from Tom Brady. And they did it, and they they were fine. It just feels like history repeating itself. So a couple thoughts there. One, I can't help but think, and I, I, I don't want to tie them together fully, but I wonder if the Russell Wilson trade mm-hmm. may scare some teams off on veteran quarterbacks because Aaron Rodgers is playing much better than Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong on that. And and obviously Rodgers is hurt with the thumb and now the oblique. But the idea that you are going to pay a king's ransom for a quarterback who's in their late 30s. Now, it worked for Tampa with Tom Brady, who was in his 40s. Yep. Is, like, if you're Tennessee or you're the Jets or you're a team who might have some quarterback questions next year but still feel like you're a playoff team or feel like you're a playoff team, are you really going to be giving multiple first-round picks after what Denver just did with Russell Wilson? Yeah, but Wilson's six years younger. I'm not sure you'd have to give up as much for a 40-year-old. What it's is it? still a lot of money, and it's still the name and the cachet. I think it's going to be a lot. It's a one. I don't think it's multiple first round picks. Think about it. first of all, Aaron Rodgers is endeavored. You guys are not going to agree with this. That would be a just as that maybe not just a bigger trade. It'd be a disaster if Aaron, if you took away Aaron Rodgers' left tackle, his star running back, and his basically t- top receiver and the second and third receiver have been hurt most of the season as well. Rodgers was not going to work in Denver either. We didn't know it at the time. 
Uh, I admit, I thought Denver was going to be good. But now you see it, it's a train wreck. So the question is, where Rodgers goes, is it really a strong team? Let's take the Jets. Now, far, tell me what happened. First of all, he's going to have to beat Mike White out for the starting yeah, job. Sam- and that's no guarantee because this guy's ready <laughs> to run for mayor of New York. Yeah. Samter basically would let him, you know, be the godfather. If I he just co- gave him a key to my apartment. He can come and go as he pleases. <laughs> Wait, Samter's emergency right. contact yeah. right now. It's really odd. Let let get this right. He's not happy. Mike White has a great game against a good defense, and New York thinks he's the man for the future. And then what happens next in this movie? <laughs> yeah, oh. the, the downfall. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, except this time it's going to be a little sooner because it's happening on Sunday, right, against the Vikings. Anyway, let's say Mike White, by some fluke, does not become the superstar Joe Namath he's not. Oh, he's not the next Joe Namath. By okay. some, some bizarre... Turn of events. That's not he's the way not... things usually go for the Jets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't feel like it's it's logical. Yeah, usually everything. Don't works you feel out like Aaron Rodgers would come here in the exact same season that Brett Favre had when yes. he came here? He'd come <laughs> post June one. Favre, I think, came in early August. Basically, took about half the season to learn the offense, and then they were something like hurt. <laughs> then they were eight and eight. He got in trouble. Aaron Rodgers would come here. They'd be nine and nine and eight. It'd be a mess. So it is. It's a tricky situation. What do you think the most likely scenario? Who's the starting quarterback for the Packers week one? I think it's I uh, I think it's still Rodgers. Yeah. I think it's still Rodgers and I think that it's all going to look really bad for the front office because if Jordan Love continues to play well, you're basically have a you're okay with a great quarterback or who a, a quarterback with a lot of potential sitting there when it's Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith for a season. If it's Lamar Jackson behind Joe Flacco for a season. This is so not of the now to have a guy sit back there for three years, and now it would be four years who looks like he's ready to play. It wasn't of the now in 2007 when they had Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre for three years. You think they they would look bad? I think they, in the long term, might look brilliant because they might have hit gold with Jordan Love and Christian Watson. Everything we we said that they did did wrong, they might have ended up doing right. So right after you get done paying an exorbitant amount of money for one quarterback, you're going to walk into playing an exorbitant amount of money for another quarterback. You don't, you don't get the you don't get the relief like how the the Chiefs did this with Mahomes on the rookie deal, right? Or yeah. how the Seahawks did it with Russell Wilson on the rookie deal. And doesn't all or it doesn't always work out to the tune of a Super Bowl, but like that's the goal these days. How much do you think they're going to have to pay Jordan Love? You're telling me that they're going to have to pay Jordan Love forty million dollars a year now? I mean, you're the one who keeps telling me it's not about how good you are. It's just the timing of when you become free agent. I think Jordan Love is in a slightly different situation. No, I could be totally wrong. I don't think that he's going to financially hamstring them over the next five years. I I would hope that they could rope him into some sort of reasonable deal. What's reasonable for a quarterback? You're not getting him for $25 million. That's like, you know, Geno Smith's going to get more than $25 million. So you're telling me on the open market right now, Say the season and today, Jordan Love would get $25 million? Well, no. maybe not off of one good quarter, but if he plays against the Bears next week, which, again, I, I agree with you, I think that Rodgers is going to try to play against the Bears. Yeah, who would not want to pad because, their stats against yeah, the Bears? Of course, that makes a lot of sense. And he could, you know what? He might even want to play against the Rams because the Rams look terrible right now. But then when you start to get it to at Miami, Minnesota, and then Detroit, who Ooh. looks a lot more spry? Miami's defense, you can move, move the ball. You might be trailing... You'd probably lose that game pretty badly, but you still might get three touchdowns. It depends what Aaron Rodgers wants here. Give it, give Jordan Love a couple games here, and I think that people, first-round picks always get second chances, third chances, and Love hasn't even really gotten his chance. So, of course, he's going to get paid a ton if he continues to play like he did last night. He looked good in the preseason, too. I mean, he throws a beautiful pass. Everything He looks like he's pretty athletic. I think everything, all the tools are there. I don't know why he wouldn't be good. And also, 
You you have to admit, Christian Watson, that guy's looks so way good. better. He we had so no good. idea. Remember, he dropped the bomb in week one, and we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is the worst for, draft pick. Why did we talk about that for so long? Because he got hurt. And then he was like in and out of the line. I know it's because Rodgers kept calling out his wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, right. We thought Romeo, they're like, Romeo Dobbs is better than Christian Watson after all of this. It is weird. It's just weird how Green Bay seems to be doing the exact same thing they did before. And it somehow works, and they only they have great quarterbacks that they get one Super Bowl ring out of. Just one, man. <laughs> just one. That's Can't it. get greedy. Just want to get one Super Bowl out of it. Well, you know what? Maybe they can try to attempt to stop the run, too. I know that the Eagles Detail. are a particularly good running <laughs> running team. They're not 350-yard good running team. Good no. grief. I mean... Uh, can you try to put up a little bit of a fight? Well, that is the one thing with the front office. They draft defense every year, and they still can't tackle anybody. How does this happen? Want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. Who will be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2023? I still think it's Rodgers. Perloff thinks it's I think it's Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. And you think it's Jordan Love? I think Jordan Love is ready to take over. If he gets in this year and Looks as good as I think he will, but I mean, I'm always in love with the backup quarterback. We I'm know that guy. But you but know, I, this one might be warranted. I I've loved Jordan Love since he was a sophomore at Utah State. I am not joking. You're gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> He's your guy. <laughs> I I love. I don't know Utah State's nickname, but I've been watching them for years. <laughs> that Utah's a huge. What Utah State? Utah State. What the heck is Actually, Utah State? Actually, know somebody who wore that blue uniform. Begins with an A. Think maybe oh, Jimbo. Yeah, I think it's that. The Aggies. They have sweet uniforms. We also were talking in the break. Is there a quarterback who you would not consider to be tough? They all are tough. Like, we're talking about Rodgers last night leaving the game, right? Of course he's a tough guy. You can't find me one quarterback who you would say is not tough. Also, where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to play in 2023? Is it going to be the Green Bay Packers, or is it going to be somewhere else? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And, of course, if Rodgers is somewhere else, that means Jordan Love is the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So you guys want to get to you early and often. we got so much to get to. We have so much college football, including what happens to Ohio State now, dot, dot, dot. I mean... Rooting like hell for Utah. We know that is step one in the Pac-12 title game. But beyond that, we're going to break it all down. We've got some good Ryan Day sound for you. So much to do. Want you to be a part of it. Again, 855-212-4227. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome back to Maggie Perloff. I want to file a complaint, by the way. Uh, with who? I just feel like that first segment was way too focused on the Packers when 
the team of destiny, the Philadelphia Eagles, improved to 10 and 1. Oh, I'm sorry. Hurts <laughs> I'm basically sorry. leapfrogged Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race because Mahomes didn't do anything yesterday. Uh, well, he threw that bad interception oh, in the fourth he, quarter, but like, who cares? I mean, that's definitely a who cares. He definitely didn't help his cause. They basically just were like, get us off the field with this ugly, <laughs> ugly team. I cannot yeah. wait. Mahomes against Burrow. Oh, I feel like there were so many bad games this week. There are going to be so many good games. But I really, 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 Maggie, I really want to see Jordan Love against the Bears. I just think it'd be more interesting. We, we need something to do this offseason. And the Packers having a good Jordan Love and $50 million in Aaron Rodgers will provide us with entertainment from <laughs> February through September. Yeah, well, you're right about that. 855-212-4CBS, especially because even if the Packers wanted to trade Aaron Rodgers, it wouldn't be till after June 1st. Oh. So we have months to dissect this thing. Uh, let's go to Sean. He's in Maui, starts us off on this Monday. Sean, wish we could trade places. How are you? Aloha. I'm wonderful. How are you today? We're doing great. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Is he the starting quarterback for the Packers in 2023? No, I texted my good friend last week and told him that Aaron Rodgers will be the starting Packers, uh, starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders next year. Oh, he you're going to say reunited. that the, the week after Derek Carr comes back into the game with an injury and leads the Raiders to victory? Uh, he was on the field. In that locker room, his, his number one receiver is down there. They have a decent defense. They have a great running game with Josh Jacobs that would definitely balance out. I think you put Rodgers in that offense, and it's automatically a Super Bowl contender. Oh, Sean, like that. Thank you so much for the call. I, by the way, and Stu, you're the Raiders fan here. You give Aaron Rodgers and an in his prime Devontae Adams and throw in Odell Beck. I don't care. Josh McDaniels is not going to have the most elite offense right now. I do not trust him in that particular situation. I don't think anyone wants to hitch their wagon to Josh McDaniels right now. Uh, I'll I'll agree with you on that. But, okay, so here's what Sean just said. You'd have a great running game, right, because Josh Jacobs was excellent, won the game for them yesterday in overtime. Awesome. But the run game is not the problem in Green Bay. You have a good run game. You've got Aaron Jones and you got A.J. Dillon, so you have a run game. You say you have an elite receiver. Okay, but Devontae Adams, like, is was trying to get away from Aaron Rodgers to get to Derek Carr. <laughs> And maybe Christian Watson is not going to be Devontae Adams, but he might be really good. He might be special. So you'd have a good receiver. And then is it really worth it to go to the Raiders? Is it a lot of the same things you might have? Again, (laughs) I'm not comparing Watson to Devontae Adams. Adams was excellent yesterday. The one-handed grab on the sideline was I think to get back. I mean, if he could get back to Adams, which I think is problematic because of Adams' friendship with Carr. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, like, I won two MVPs with that dude. I think that's an upgrade. I do think Josh McDaniels has a lot to prove. I and, do, too. I mean. And Josh Jacobs is awesome, too, but they are he's a free agent, and they're wearing him down to the, I mean, they are just wearing him out. Yeah, they So are. I worry if that can last as well. Also, like, that was pretty, pretty gutsy yesterday from Derek Carr. You know, we call him the Bermuda Triangle of quarterbacks because every time we try to talk about him, our ship mm. gets wrecked. We just can't figure it out. But that was pretty gritty of him, I thought, to get back in the game yesterday. Yeah, for, it's a terrible loss by the Raiders. A terrible win by the Raiders. They need they need to lose, and they need to lose dramatically and get into the mix for a quarterback. <laughs> Come on, what are you doing, Stu? And Josh, what, it's also, Derek Carr was there. Josh Jacobs single-handedly won that game. Josh what, Jacobs was awesome yesterday. What do you have, 315 yards or something? Yeah, it's close to that. It was like 310 or something. Yeah, yeah he was incredible and just, just wild. And that catch right by Adams it was awesome. He's amazing. He is incredible. Uh, okay, so we'll bookmark that. Could Rodgers be uh, a Raiders target? Let's go to Steve. He's on Long Island. Steve, what do you think? 
Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love for the Packers next year? Steve. We can hear you breathing. I hope he's out of sleep. <laughs> Our show doesn't put people to sleep. Putting you on hold. Uh, Charlie is in Wisconsin. Charlie, give us a little boots on the ground. Who do you guys want, Rodgers or Love? What's going on, y'all? Doing well, great. First of all, I just came from Vegas uh, last month, and they have I, – I wore my Packers stuff. I, I thought I was going to get shot. <laughs> Already stuff. Oh, and um, I I think it's hard to say, man, because we – after what Rodgers does for all of us, and uh, I think Jordan Oates is going to be great down the road. Um, I just hope he gets a chance to redeem himself because Rodgers has been tough, man. Tough. And um, so, Rick, I don't know. It's going to be Coach LaFleur's call, I think. I, I can't be the one judging that. Yeah, Charlie is glad it's not his call. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. We're not going to go to Charlie for this one. Yeah, I mean, even – okay, even if you're a critic of Aaron Rodgers' contract, two years, $100 million, basically. Yeah. I can't blame the Packers for doing that deal he be, because he was coming off two MVP years. We didn't know he was going to get hurt this year. I, I think that was that was probably the move you had to make. I do think as a GM, you would have not made that move and played hardball with Aaron Rodgers. So I think I would have tried to, to make – I think I would have been fine giving him whatever money he wants. I just don't think I would have made it so punitive for me to trade him or for him to ask out. Like, that's where – I think they made a mistake. Why do they handcuff themselves to each other like that? I don't think you could. I don't think you give a hundred million without that handcuff. I no, don't know if there's like a the way to arrange it. Roster bonuses and like how you structure things. I feel like I would have made it so I didn't have all this dead cap money if I do. So you would have had to do. Like, I think you would have had to do a really long term contract then. Put a couple like eight, dummy years on. Like eight years, yeah. Some eight years. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you put a bunch of dummy years to spread out the cap. Or like two dummy years. Well, listen, something. you're a Mets fan. You guys paid Bobby Vanilla for 25 <laughs> Still years. Still pay him. So that, that's your philosophy. <laughs> How about Jay is in Alabama? You're right. I, I was I was taught by the by the worst. Uh, <laughs> Jay, <laughs> what's up, dude? How you been? Man, been doing good. There's no way they, I mean, he's not a superhero up there anymore. He's more of an irritant than anything. I, he, bring him down here, just north of me, just right up the road in Nashville. He'll fit in. They was already trying to do it. I think last year, the year before, Nashville will be the perfect place for him. He's, he's kind of got that little cowboy persona or man in black, whatever he thinks he is, whatever. But he'll <laughs> fit in down here. Jay, that's what I said. When, when the Packers played the Titans, what was that, last Thursday? The Thursday before Thanksgiving? I was I like, think. there it is. Like, was it Thursday or Monday? Uh, I don't. I think it was a Thursday game. Um, I said, this is it. It was... You you have the team right there. I thought the Titans would be a good fit for them also because there's an out in Ryan Tannehill's contract after this year, and Malik Willis was a third round pick. So yeah, you don't nothing need, uh, promised. No guarantee there. I have a question though: Is Derrick Henry going to run out of steam at some point? How much longer? Because if Derrick Henry is an elite Derrick Henry, I know Traylon Burks had a huge game yesterday. It was great, but I don't know if there's enough there to really entice Rodgers. The other thing, and I think you and I disagree a little bit on this, and I, this mostly because they're playing the Eagles next. Ryan Tannehill is playing some pretty good football. I mean, his I mean his numbers are quadruple what Aaron Rodgers is. He's got he's putting together a little run right now. He's not a bad quarterback. He's, no, he's middle not a bad of the road. quarterback. But so to get that, out, to, but to upgrade to Rodgers would be the no brainer for one year. Maybe yeah, it's, you're maybe it's right. two, maybe it's three. Hey Jay, really fast, what are you reading right now? You're a big uh, ebook person, audiobook. Man, I'm not 
nothing right now. I'm trying to finish. I'm, I'm in a coding boot camp right now, and I got like four more weeks left. I'm trying to focus on that. It's a, it's like a what full stack development coding camp, JavaScript, React, and all that stuff. So that's all I'm focusing on right now. All right. But, hey, War and Peace so is gonna have to, to wait. Be, say what now? War and Peace is gonna have to wait. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Article <laughs> War and Peace. Uh, what's in a Forty Eight Laws of Power? All that stuff. That's going to have to wait. But. Hey, Jay, Jay, question. Do you What's use up? two space indent, four space indent? <laughs> I heard a podcast on coding this weekend, and I want to show off my knowledge. Okay, if you code it in Python, you got to use the, the tab button. You always want to use the tab as two space indent right there. All right, okay. Perloff's taking notes. Jay, thank you. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon, bud. Yeah, uh, I listened to a 45-minute podcast on two space versus four space versus 12 space in that. And it's, you think it's nothing? It's one of the most important things happening on planet Earth right okay. now. And I still follow, can't explain why. Follow-up question. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. No, no. Why were you listening to it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so there's a window when I'm coming home from basketball on Saturday morning where I want to listen to a non-sports podcast. I'm sick of all the sports people at that point. (laughs) And I I have this computer programmer guy who has all these interesting guests. And I I got stuck. I couldn't get to my phone to change the podcast. (laughs) And they kept on talking about this. And I thought I'd impress people on on Monday. Like us? Like everyone listening no, like across the Alabama. country? I, Jay, Jay was Alabama, impressed. I mean, Jay in Alabama is the intellectual compass of the show. Yes, We is. have to impress him. <laughs> He's the only person who's reading the classics around here. Not us. Uh, let's go to Nathan in L.A. I love it. Nathan, here on my screen, it says, Nathan, a Michigan fan flying high. <laughs> That's pretty much correct. I see, if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, I was a little maybe overly... Uh, contrite about Georgia and overly respectful. Mm. And now I want to rescind that. I do <laughs> still recognize them as a superior opponent to Ohio State, clearly. But as far as believing we can beat them, absolutely. Wait, Nathan, in this scenario, 100%. who do you beat in the first game to get to Georgia? What if it's USC? I'm cool with that. Well, uh, See, the thing is, by then, Blake Corum will likely be healthy and back by the end of this year. And now you have two running backs as opposed to one. And I believe it now. I think we have national championship capability. I was, you know, I thought Georgia was a little bit ahead of all of us, but I don't think so now. Man. All right. Well, Nathan, obviously feeling good. Michigan team of destiny, question mark? Could be. I think Georgia, this is based on no side, they seem like they're down this year and they're still the best team and it's not even that close. So it's funny because I was reading some who should be the coach of the year in college football this year because you have a lot of really great candidates, right? Like Sonny Dykes, obviously a TCU would be a candidate. You could say Jim Harbaugh could be a candidate, but why not Kirby Smart? You had 11 guys go to the NFL off of that defense last year and look at how you reloaded and you're the number one team in the country. Should he get a look? I don't know. I feel like the fact that you're about 20% worse than you were last year should be. I mean, they, they went to the wire. They were Kentucky was in the game till the very end. Missouri, they beat. It was really close. Last year's team would have trounced both those teams. Yeah, but again, all those guys went to the NFL, and they're all like good in the NFL, and, and he's just reloaded. The other thing is, all right, they got Oregon early, and they killed them. Yeah. But then they got Tennessee in Athens. If that game's in Tennessee— I don't know. They, they just don't have that impressive win. There's no way he's coach of the year. I mean, you know how it is. It's where's the bar. 
And I know they lost players, but I mean, Sonny Dykes, the bar at TCU is, it's got to be him, right? Well, I think that he's probably the front runner for it, but that was impressive by Michigan. I mean, we should pause yeah. on that for a second because of all the football that we watched this weekend, I think that was one of the most, I don't want to say surprising outcomes because Michigan won, but in the way that they won, the game plan was better. The players were tougher. They were just the second half, Ohio State, where were you? What mm. happened to the defense? Why didn't they make any adjustments? It ends up being a blowout to win in Columbus like that. I mean, what a turnaround for Michigan over these last two years now becoming the program in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's hot. Ohio State should have blown them out of the water in the first quarter. They were out gaining 300 to nothing. Uh, I just think the quarterback missed a bunch of plays. I, I really do. I think C.J. Stroud is not exactly him, as the kids say yeah, right now. Yes, that's what the kids say. And uh, Ohio State is just, they're just a tick below where they were offensively. So their defense, we never, who knew what the Ohio State defense was because they've never been challenged. That's the problem with both these teams. But the funny thing is, we'll get more into the Final Four. If, if it ends up where Ohio State's five and Alabama six, and you ask the average college football fan who would win in the games between the Ohio State, how would Ohio State and Alabama fare? I think everyone would say Ohio State and Alabama are just as good as any team in those top five, four. They'd, be, they'd both be double-digit favorites over TCU. they probably, maybe, I think Alabama would be a 15-point favorite over TCU. You don't uh, think? I don't know. I mean, that was impressive for TCU. Oh, again, well, obviously. I would I, say it's 40. No, I understand. But the fact that they have continued to pull off the undefeated season nah. when it's taken so many different turns and how they've had to win so many of these games, Kansas State's going to be a big, uh, a big challenge for them. However, I just wonder if TCU, even if they lose the Big 12 title game, are they safe? I know that mm. the committee has notoriously been down on the Big 12, but don't you think they always say conference championship, making it to the conference championship. Like if Michigan loses to Purdue, they're still going to be in. If Georgia loses to LSU, they're still going to be in. Why wouldn't the same be for TCU? Because the Big 12 is not as good. Well, but you can't say that because you put resume against resume. TCU's resume belongs right up there with Michigan's resume. Yeah, but come on. Michigan beat Ohio State. No, I get it. So wait, let me ask you on a neutral field. Just answer this question. Ohio State plays TCU. What do you think the spread is? After last week, I think it's only a touchdown. Ohio State. I so think you think they're at least a touchdown better? Uh, you know what? Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I think that. Because TCU has proven people wrong turn after turn after and turn. And what's the game where that they won that's, that made you say, oh, they can hang with a team like Michigan or Ohio State? I think they're, not they're, a win. they're full body of work. Their full body of work I like when is what they makes beat Oklahoma think. State, who turned around and lost 48 nothing the next week. <laughs> Listen, they're program killers is what they're doing. They beat people, and then the, the program flounders after that. TCU is just like, they're knifing through guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, serious. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be really interesting. I think TCU will probably win that game. They have so much more to play for. Kansas State's pretty tough. But if TCU loses, I would like to see, I would laugh so hard if Ohio State's five and Alabama six. I think most people think Alabama and Ohio State could kill TCU and probably kill USC. Well, but if TCU is undefeated, then they definitely deserve to get They'll in. They'll get in. They'll get in, but it'll be a classic example of you probably won't have the four best teams. Uh, I don't know about that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, we'll get in all the machinations of what could go on with the college football playoff in just a moment. Got a CBS Sports update for you. Here's Rich Ackman. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. You can go to our Twitter feeds, at Maggie and Pearl, or at Andrew Perloff, or at Maggie Gray. I put up a poll. Who is it? It's simple. Who's a better football team, TCU or Alabama, or TCU or Ohio State? And people are voting for TCU, but I don't understand because they respect the body of work. That's why. No, but who's a better? Who would win in a game if they played on Saturday? Well, but that's the whole thing, right? Like that's what, why no, we, that is the whole thing. No, who's a better team? But I would rather if TCU gets through this thing undefeated, right? If they beat Kansas State yeah. in the Big Twelve title game, I want to see them try, just like I wanted to see Cincinnati try last yeah. year. Yeah, no, I and agree. they're better than Cincinnati. I agree. I would put them on the final four. My only point was, it strikes me as funny that Ohio State and Alabama are probably going to end up five and six, <laughs> and could probably destroy. Well, those three and four teams. Alabama lost two games by combined four points, and one was in overtime, and the other was against the hottest team. I mean, we don't know. Alabama with Bryce Young probably could roll a lot of teams. Yeah, but you know what? They they don't get the privilege of playing this year, simply put. And I know they had a tough schedule, and I know all those things, but this was supposed to be the Alabama team that was going to steamroll everybody. And it turns out we were all wrong about that. And Alabama was wrong about that because Nick Saban called last year, a rebuilding year looks like last year had the more formidable team. Yeah. And, and, and listen, if there's going to be a two loss team to get into the college football playoff, I would imagine it's at least a two loss team that plays in their conference championship game. Right, like if that's what the committee's saying about conference titles, no, no, titles, no. I think you have to win it. I don't think playing it or, or winning it. Right, like if unfortunately LSU now has three losses, so I don't even know if beating Georgia would get them in because they lost to Texas A and M. But I think that's how it would have to go for a two-loss team, and Alabama's not going to have that opportunity well, this year. Well, probably. Well, they, they I mean, can't if, play in the big. There's a chance. There's a. Ch- I mean, they're six now, and at least in AP, in AP poll, we'll right. see. So if TCU loses. And USC loses. At least we're talking about it. I know it seems like a long shot, right? If USC loses, it definitely opens up the door because, right, because they both have two losses, right? Because they have to win, just like yeah. So USC would be the uh, no USC has one loss, right? Right. No, if they lost again, that'd be their yeah, second. Yeah, that'd loss. be their second. So, so Alabama would be, be saying so they'd be you'd weigh USC against Alabama, and then if TCU lost, would they jump? I doubt it. I don't think so. I don't I think, think so either. I think Georgia, Michigan, and TCU are all loss-proof. I think even if all three of them lose, especially if TCU doesn't get blown out by Kansas State, but say they lose on like a last-second field goal or something, mm. I still think they're in. Although, the Ohio State-TCU debate sure would be fun. I don't think you're positive that say say TCU loses to Kansas State, Ohio State's only loss is to Michigan. They were leading at halftime. I don't know. Actually, were they leading at halftime? I believe they were. No, TCU has played more ranked opponents than Ohio State has. Yeah, but their be- their best win would be third. You know, they lose to Kansas State. The best win would be they. There are not a lot of Big Twelve teams left in the top twenty-five. Only Kansas State and Texas. I know, not left, but at the time they played them, those were ranked teams. The committee has specific, very specific instructions: only count 
the existing ranking. Now. I know. They and don't they don't care. They also have other specific rules that they ignore every but they ignore, time. But that one is valid. They, they, don't, they don't look at anything that has a preseason poll should not count. Oklahoma State should be nowhere near the top 25. That was a mistake. Okay, well, then that also takes Illinois out for the Big Ten teams as a good win. Wait, did, wait, did Ohio State play Illinois? Uh, uh, they might have. Anyway. You know what? Their best wins were yeah, Penn no, they, State they don't have and any Notre great, Dame. Yeah, yeah, they don't have great wins either. You're a great point. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. This is fun. John is in Myrtle Beach. John, what's up? Hi, how are we doing? Good Number excellent. one, I love you guys' show. Oh, I love the energy. I love how you bounce facts and opinions back and forth. It uh, really makes a lot of sense. When I love to listen to the different opinions of that. But, you know, like I said, my uh, notary said, I bleed blue. I've been, I'm 57 years old. I've been watching, you know, Michigan football since I was seven. I, I think that's when televisions first came out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mom and dad would go to the mall on Saturdays, and I would say, oh, I want to watch Michigan football. Our kind of guy. There you a go. A whole lot of different coaches. And then, well, not a whole lot. You got, obviously, you had, uh, you know, uh, Carr, and now we've transitioned into, uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, when Jim Harbaugh first came back from San Francisco, you know, he had a rough time adjusting. I think he thought we thought that the recruiting was going to be fantastic because of his name and his, his stature in Michigan. And But he, the job he has done over the years that he's been there now is obviously proof in the pudding. My problem with the game on Saturday, which I took off work to watch it specifically because that isn't going to happen, especially when you're going for two undefeated in Michigan against Ohio State. Sure. Uh, the first half to me, the defense was horrendous. I mean, honestly, I thought Ohio State was just going to blow them out. Yep. And the offense was able to keep us in. And whatever Harbaugh did at halftime to adjust that defense and open the, and close Ohio State's offense down and go back to his – I mean, they were throwing the ball tremendously a lot in the first half, which I was kind of like, what are you doing? We're running through the down-their-throat team. Yep. Which got us here all year long. But – that Ohio State defense, man, they just bottled us up in the middle. But whatever adjustments he made, not only on the defense side, but on his offensive line side, to get that running game going again, it just opened up those big plays that we had, which obviously, you know, uh, turned the game right around. Well, so, John, I mean, Donovan Edwards ended up being the story of the game, you know, I thought, along with, you know, the failed defensive game plan from Ohio State, but Edwards just ripping off these huge runs, the explosive plays. And John, thanks so much for the call and the compliments. The explosive plays from Michigan, right? Like, I thought this was going to be like grinded out, everyone fighting for every blade of grass. And it was a lot, well, Michigan proved to be the tougher team in the trenches, but also it ended up being uh, explosive plays from J.J. McCarthy and well, the run game got going. Right. I mean, coming into it, we all said the same thing. Michigan wants to run the ball and slow the game down. So Ohio State put everybody in the box. Yeah. It turns out Ohio State's defensive backs are horrible players and got outrun by everybody. I don't know if that was game planning as much as lack of talent because those broken plays, they just uh, got confused. But I still will make the case for Ohio State. Jackson Smith and Jigba was possible to play this game. He'd be ready by the Final Four. We've and been waiting for this guy all year. And Trayvon Henderson will be back, would be back for the Final Four. I'm just telling you, they would be formidable in the Final Four. I, I think Michigan would beat him again. But I saw a story where ESPN's FPI, Football Power Index, that big stat they use, that Ohio State be favored to reach the final game if they make the Final Four. I, I think that it, there's something there. I know. I like. I want chaos. I want a different team than than whoever's there, just to see. <laughs> just because? That, just to be a <laughs> contrarian? Uh, how about Nate is in Pennsylvania? Nate, what's up? 
Uh, not a whole lot, guys. I got a question for you. Is the committee's job to pick the four best teams or the four most deserving teams? It's a great question. I think it should be the most deserving teams. I do, too. And and, and this, I think, is a perfect example of what a four-team playoff should look like. This is it. This is what they wanted. If you are outside of the top four, you can look inside and blame yourself because Ohio State had a shot and missed it. Yep. Alabama obviously had more than one shot and missed it. I don't understand who would have a problem with three Power Five conference winners. Now, this is, of course, if, if, if every team wins their conference championship game. And then you have USC, who I don't have their schedule in front of me, but would be a conference winner, one loss. But also give them credit for scheduling a Notre Dame out-of-conference game, too, which I think should be valued a lot higher than it is now, the out-of-conference schedules. Um, and, and Alabama and Ohio State, they might be the betting favorites. I think they are a little better than TCU, but you certainly can't look at TCU and, and exclude them from the party when they've done nothing but going undefeated and won their, their, uh, their, their conference championship. And also, kudos to the Big 12, because having Texas or, or Oklahoma win it this year with a couple losses on the record, I mean, I would just mark them for, for the Big 12 for dead. But now you, you have the divergence of other teams outside of those two that I think will carry the conference in the future and, and lend itself, especially if TCU has a good showing at the, in the Final Four, to you know them still being a relevant conference. Yeah, it's a good um, point, Nate. Pack, on the, on the, the e, on the cusp, and thank you so much for the call. I appreciate the points. With Oklahoma and Texas set to leave for the SEC, to have TCU go undefeated and say even pull off an upset in the college football playoff would be massive for the Big 12 before all this change happens. That would. First of all, it, it feels hard to imagine TCU running through, winning maybe one game, but to win two games? I don't know. I mean, they've been executing all season long when the chips are down, when they've had to come back. I mean, it's... But just the way the Final the, Four it's is... It's battle-tested. The way the Final Four has gone... Chalk. It just feels like, yeah, it's, it'd be a, a real outlier for a team like TCU to stay within 20 points of uh, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, quickly, let's get to Rich in Chicago. Rich got about 30 seconds for you, bud. What's happening? I'll go fast as I normally try to. Hey, look. Uh, <laughs> hey, Rich, think, by the way, you were right about Justin Fields. You called it yeah. on Monday, was not going to play in that game, and you were correct. And I got him at four, and it went seven. Like I told everybody, jump on it Monday, but whatever. <laughs> hey, look, sometimes you get lucky, right? There you go. Yeah, hey, look, uh, the college playoffs. I'll give it to you real fast because I semi-agree with both of you, which is really kind of a, a stupid comment if it's, <laughs> Kind of worried. <laughs> We're on opposite sides, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, not really. Here's the deal. I want to give you this scenario, and then I'll jump off and listen. Let's let's assume this because I looked at strength of schedule. Now that the season is concluded, they re-ranked the strength of schedule. Alabama has had the number one strength of schedule with a one-point loss and a field goal overtime loss to two ranked teams on the road. Now, you put Alabama, and this is Perloff talking now, you put Alabama against TCU, Southern Cal, or even Ohio State, I think they win handily. And they may not even make the dance. So the real question is, let's say TCU loses, one loss TCU, and Southern Cal gets knocked off. Now, I think they're out, Southern Cal, with the two losses. But who's the three and four team if TCU gets, gets run out of town by Kansas State? You know what? We're going to tell you after the break. <laughs> yeah, we're going to explain it all. We're going to explain it all for you. It's a natural tease because Rich set up the great question. We're going to answer it after this. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff straight ahead. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.